Hey, it's Markay from the Markay Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. We're entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Markay, you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Markay. Markay! A fresh perspective on today's issues. You are doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. OMG, did you see the JAGs beat the PATSs? Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of of letters for this, for this early in the week. What's up? This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. And hey, every time I can pull out the old rock and roar, it's a good day, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I love this song. This is the, I love it when they start spelling it. That's my favorite part. Get ready for war. Rawr. There you go. That's genius. Rock and roar. It just, it just makes perfect sense. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. If you weren't at the game yesterday, if you were, like, sitting at home, you know, not at the game, then you were probably a lot cooler than the rest of us because, holy shnikes, it was hot as you know what. Uh, but 97 degrees at kickoff, it was. It was the hottest home game or the hottest, I'm sorry, it was the hottest kickoff in Jacksonville Jaguars history and also uh, New England Patriots history, duh. But it was so, it was 97 degrees at kickoff and we all thought, hey, later game means cooler temperatures. Uh-uh. Not here on the first coast. <laughs> Where you can, you sometimes our high temperature of the day isn't until 4 or 5 at night. I don't know what, there's some logistical thing. Ariel can explain it to you if you ever like, you know, see her at a bar. But, uh, or, you know, anywhere, or watch her on the news. But there's some logistical thing, thing where it gets really hot in the evening and then, uh, you know, swelled, whatever. It was hot as, as blazes. I don't know if that, I don't know if that had any, had any, had any effect on the, uh, Patriots' poor performance or if they were just really scared of our amazing team and all of our trash talking. But really, I mean, I'm, I haven't seen a crowd that large since the playoffs. Which I guess was actually the last time I was, that was the last time we all were all at Everbank. Cause that's a bad example. But so anyway, the last two games, really large crowds at, uh, or at not at TIAA field, which I don't know who runs the Jumbotron there, but they got to get that fixed. We have these two massively large screens. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about them and you may have even seen them, but he, the one on the, I sit on the west side. Uh, so I'm on the west side. So if you, if I'm looking to the right, that would be, I guess the south. And yeah, whatever. Anyway, the what the big board halfway through just kind of like started going all frazzly, and it was like they had the wrong. The, what do you call it? Like, um, like what is it when you go to your your computer screen and the dimensions were wrong, or they had the wrong screen ratio, whatever aspect ratio. That's what it is. So all of a sudden, you could only see half the stuff, and it was really ridiculous. I mean, for if you're going to spend a bajillion dollars on these massive screens, you should probably get somebody who knows how to run them. You know, you probably have someone sitting around ready to hit control all delete uh, when something goes wrong. But in the end, it, it, the Jaguars pulled out the win. And I don't know. I don't know where all the protesters were, but they definitely weren't. Uh, they definitely weren't at the game because everyone there was excited. 
Well, except for all the Patriots fans. A lot of Patriots fans there, too. I can't imagine they all flew in for this. I have to imagine that there's some locals walking around. There's some closet Patriot fans here in Jacksonville or maybe in Orlando or maybe somewhere in Florida. There's a lot of Patriots fans. Not sure why, uh, but a lot of them did make the trip. And they were loud, man. They were vocal. They had their own cheering section. A lot of them were also rude and obnoxious and got their butts whooped. (laughs) I've seen I saw more people get thrown out of the Jaguars game yesterday than I did at uh, at the last Monster Truck Jam. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people get thrown out of that Monster Truck Jam. But there were more people that got thrown out at the Jags game yesterday. Uh, mostly Patriots fans. And mostly because they were talking smack or getting into, you know, getting into fisticuffs or whatever, trying to trying to be all bad mamma jammas uh, with some Jags fans. But every time I went up to go to the bathroom or get a beer, I saw the cops hauling someone away. They had the not the real handcuffs, but I think they use those plastic drawstring ones, you know, like when they're doing when they have massive events where they there could be potentially a lot of arrests and they can't, you know, they can't buy a thousand pairs of metal handcuffs. They use the plastic ones, which are they're basically like super, super twist or super zip ties and uh i'd like to get some of those actually to keep some tarps down next time we get a next time we get a hurricane but uh, you know but that's the that's what i saw around the everbank or i'm sorry tiaa bank field yesterday also we probably need a new nickname you know maybe just i'm gonna have to just start calling it the bank because tiaa bank that's five syllables that's like, everbank was three that was too long as well but now we're at tiaa bank i'm just gonna start calling it the bank so if you if you hear me refer to the bank, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. We had one guy who wasn't as excited about the Patriots uh, getting whooped up on by the Jaguars yesterday because his point was playoffs beat the Patriots in the playoffs, then you're doing something. Yeah, his point his point was who cares regular season? You got to get to the playoffs. That's where it matters. That's where it's all. That's what it's all about. If you, you don't beat them in the playoffs, you don't go to the Super Bowl, which we all, you know, yes, we learned that last year. But I, I read an interesting article about this, and I think uh, some of the players on the field would agree, too. Uh, it, it basically, what happens is the first time we played the Patriots in the playoffs last year, for a lot of these young uh, players, especially the defense, offense aside, because the offense is a different kind. You don't, when you're on the offense, you don't really go up against Tom Brady. You go up against the the defense and who cares about you know the Patriots defense they stink but when you're on the defense for the Jaguars and you go up against Tom Brady you have I mean there's a I mean you're going up against like a legend and you've got to have this kind of almost you're almost starstruck or you're you know you can't believe it and no matter how many games you may have played you could be on the Jaguars for two three seasons but until you you face Tom Brady one-on-one it's really, I mean, that's an eye-opening experience. And I think that, that a lot of them were, were kind of shocked the first time that they were on the field with this guy, the, gro- the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Well, after last season, you know, after that law, after Tom Brady handed us that loss, I think that kind of, that kind of shimmer and gleam, like he's some kind of amazing, legendary, statuesque person kind of wore off. And you realize this is just a dude with good protection and a, and a pretty decent arm. And we can beat that if we work at it. And I think that's why this time around it was better. And should we meet them in the playoffs again, mark my words, we will win this time. Personally, because I think if we do meet them in the playoffs again, we're going to be playing here in Jacksonville at the TIAA Bank Field. But it's way too long. Uh, as opposed to up in Foxborough at, uh, at Gillette Stadium. Mike is on the south side. Mike, thanks so much for calling the Mark Show. How you doing, Mike? Hey, good morning there. Hey, Mark, uh, the police, those cuffs, they use, they call them zip ties. 
Zip. Oh, they do call them zip ties. Yeah, they call them zip ties, and my uh, my abbreviation for the uh, for the stadium is T Bank Field. T Bank Field. Just T Bank. Forget about the other letters. I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, I A A stands for anyway. All right, so you just call it T Bank. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. You know, what? there there was a lot of it. Thanks so much. Uh, for- T-Bank. Hey, T-Bank. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going, T-Bank? Uh, that's a good point. Hey, thanks. We have a lot of weird bank. Like, Fifth, Third Bank, is that still a thing? I remember, I think I op- I went to the grand opening. I was hired to, like, uh, to host the grand opening of a Fifth, Third Bank, which is tough to say. If you have a lisp, there's no way you're ever banking at Fifth, Third Bank. But uh, I, I went there to open the bank, and I thought, that's the weirdest name for a bank ever. I think they're still around. I don't even know. We have a lot of, a little, a lot of interesting bank names uh, in the city of Jacksonville, three four zero one zero four five is the number. Three four zero one zero four five. If you were at the game yesterday, oh, we didn't even talk about the magical rainbow with the pot of gold at the end. We got it. That that whole thing. That's a whole other story. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. We got to take a quick break. Uh, do you believe? Do you believe that the Jaguars can go all the way to the Super Bowl this year after their performance yesterday against the Patriots? 340-1045. This is the Marque Show. More of your phone calls coming up. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thank you so much for joining me. It's Monday. It's the day after a Jags win, but not just any Jags win. A Jags win over the Patriots. Even, even saying their name puts a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. What did you think of the game yesterday? Bonnie in Jacksonville. Bonnie, thanks for calling the Marque Show. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm still glowing for the game yesterday. You're still glowing. Oh, good. That was a fantastic game. Yeah. Were, were you there or did you just watch it on the TV? I've been there since game one. Every single game. Fanatic Jacksonville fans. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. You deserve. And for those people that are that go week in and week out, I mean, it was definitely the game that they've been waiting for. And to see that at home and to just watch Blake Bortles and everybody, it was really so much fun. There was a, there was a lot going on. Hey, uh, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. It was my wife's anniversary. Uh, but, well, it was both my wife and I's anniversary because we're both married to each other on Saturday. So this was like our anniversary date. We saved up our – we could have used the babysitter on Saturday night, but we decided, now nah, we'll use them on Sunday so we can go to the game. And uh, we were hanging – we got buttons that said, I'm celebrating. I didn't know they did this. But you know how, like, when you go to Disney World and it's your kid's birthday, you can get them a button that, that says, I'm celebrating or happy birthday, whatever. And then wherever you go, they say, you know, happy birthday, kid. Or, you know, I, they, I mean, they have – I guess they did Mickey Mouse, like, happy birthday, whatever. But uh, we, well, I guess they don't talk the, the uh, you know, never mind. So I, at the Jaguars game, we're walking by the table in the club, and there's this woman, and she's got these buttons, and she says, hi, are you celebrating? And I said, I am celebrating. How did you know? She goes, oh, well, come on over to the table. And there were all these different buttons you could choose from, happy birthday. I'm celebrating. There was another, like, proud to be an American or something like that. And uh, I was like, wow. I mean, my wife and I are celebrating our anniversary. So she gave me two buttons. And I took the buttons to uh, to our seats. And I put well, I put one button on my shirt. And I walked to the seat. And I gave the other one to my wife. I said, look, baby, it's an I'm celebrating button from the Jaguars. We can wear them so because we're celebrating our anniversary. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm not wearing that. Go get me a drink. So of course I was like, okay. So I wore the I'm so I, <laughs> I was celebrating on my own. But it was such a but you know, even really by the end of the game, we were all celebrating because it was such a monumental victory uh for the Jaguars. I was just talking to Josh off the area. I did rec I did realize there were a ton uh more fights than usual. 
And I don't know if it's because Patriots fans are just so obnoxious. I don't know if it's because of all the heat. I don't know if it's because everyone was drunk. I don't know if it was a combination of all three. I probably, probably, you know, yeah, option D. But uh, but I saw several people getting hauled away in handcuffs. And as we just had that guy, guy calling, it's, it's zip ties are what you call them, which is so funny because that's what we call them when you go to Home Depot uh, and you get them as well. But it, uh, it almost felt to me like I was in Philadelphia or something or, you know, one of those other stadiums where people or people where fans beat up each other. You know, uh, that's I don't know if that's what we're going to be. If we keep winning, are we going to get that kind of mentality where we're just a big, we're just going to get more and more fights and there's going to be need, need to be more and more police presence. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But we do have another home game this weekend. It shouldn't be as bad because it's against the Tennessee Titans. And yes, they're a division rival. But I mean, it's not like they kept us out of the Super Bowl ever. You know, oh, plus this is, I don't know if you remember Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert used to be our quarterback and he was one of the worst ever. He was one of the worst. And for whatever reason, he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't do stuff that we need him to do on the field. So they traded him away. They got rid of him. They sent him, I think, to San Francisco. He's been all over the place, but he is now back at Tennessee. And because their quarterback is injured, Blaine Gabbert is coming back as their starting quarterback. He'll be back at Everbank Field next year, or I'm sorry, next week. So hopefully, hopefully, and it's not Everbank anymore. I know I keep saying it. It's T-Bank or T-I-A-A, whatever it is, the bank. He'll be back in Jacksonville playing at the stadium next week, but he'll be playing for the other team this time. So I'm just hoping and praying to God and, and, you know, and, and saying, please, Lord, I hope that Blaine Gabbert plays as poorly next week in Jacksonville for the other team as he played when he was in Jacksonville playing for our team. And if, if the, that's my one, if the good Lord can make that dream come true, uh, there's a couple extra bucks in the collection plate next Sunday. Uh, oh crap. I gotta go to church before the game. All right, thank, a good reminder. 3401045. All right, so a lot of people thinking the Jags are going to go all the way. Can the same be said for Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh? We've had some interesting revelations over the weekend and some very interesting accusations. And by interesting, I don't mean that they're interesting them in and of, the, of themselves. I mean that the timing of these accusations is interesting. Uh, we'll get into some of that. We got some of your open mic messages. That's coming up next on the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. New York Times is reporting that Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire former mayor of New York City, could be running for president as a Democrat in 2020. That's great. Another rich old white dude. That's what the that's what Democrats love, isn't it? What's up? What's up, everybody? Step aside, Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get into before we get into the uh, Brett Kavanaugh debacle, let's get back to the phones because we have a couple more people that want to comment about the Jacksonville Jaguars, the 2-0 undefeated Jacksonville Jaguars uh, sitting atop of the AFC South. Let's go to uh, let's go to Diane in Jacksonville. Diane, thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say? Hey, Mark. I wanted to just correct you real quick on the Titans keeping the Jaguars out of the Super Bowl in 1999. No, I'm talking about last year. I know 1999. That's ancient history. That's all those guys are. They're not even playing anymore. They're all retired and sitting on the sidelines. but I still hate them. Well, no, yeah, you're right. We should still we should still hate them. Hey, thanks, thanks so much for calling me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was talking about last year specifically. In the past, the Titans have done a lot of damage to us uh, as well. Dan is in Jacksonville. Dan, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good, Dan. What did you want to say? 
Man, I just want to say, uh, give a big shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I was in the military and all the, the rhetoric you hear about Trump or whatnot, the kneeling. Those guys did an awesome job yesterday with the flags and the shout outs to the veterans. I couldn't have been more proud of them. So. Dude. I'll tell you what, and say that. yeah, no, and I appreciate you calling in too because there was no, I looked, there was no kneeling, and I looked uh, throughout the day. In fact, one of the things that they do, there are a couple things. You know, what? in fact, let's take a time before we get to uh, Kavanaugh. A couple things that they did at the game yesterday, which I thought were really great. And for anyone who's still worried about this controversy with the kneeling and the whatnot, I feel like we can really put put it on behind us, uh, at least here in Jacksonville, because number one, they always have the biggest flag I've ever seen. They salute the military more than any other team. There's a lot of military personnel, not only on the field, uh, but also in the stands. Uh, they're well-respected. Yesterday, they unveiled a brand-new chair, a POW, MIA seat, that will... Uh, they, they did the ribbon-cutting on it yesterday, and it will sit empty for eternity in the stadium in, in remembrance of those who left and either are still gone or uh, or who, you know, we, we will uh, we'll never hear from again. We don't know what happened to them. Um, so that was really cool. Also, uh, it was uh, Officer Ironman, uh, who was shot in Atlantic Beach. Uh, he came down with his family, his wife, Michelle, and their family, and they, they were the, uh, he was the hero of the day, man. Talk about a hometown hero. Got a, got a rousing, uh, round of applause and a, uh, and a standing ovation. So that was kind of cool. And I think they did exactly, you know, and I think of all the teams, say what you would, you know, yeah, there's teams whose owners come forward and say, hey, I'll pay any fines you get for kneeling. And there's owners whose teams come forward and say, who come forward and say, I'm, I'm all for whatever my team wants to do. There's coaches who, who get down and, you know, uh, and kneel with their players and all that. But uh, at, at the end of the day, here in Jacksonville, I think that you, you look at the management and you look at the players and you look at what happens during the actual game, and there is nothing but respect uh, for the military and the police. Okay, there was some disrespect for the police by some of the Patriots fans, but that's only because they were getting hauled off in handcuffs at the time. All right, let's move. Let's move from one uh, end of the spectrum to another. From from a from a battle on the field to a battle on Capitol Hill. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Brett Kavanaugh now, because Brett Kavanaugh over the weekend, this there was this implied threat. Uh, there was this implied threat for, I want to say, over a week now about this letter. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, apparently back in high school, Brett Kavanaugh was inappropriate with one of his female high school peers. And this letter had been sitting uh, in the in the who was it? It was um, uh, what's her name? Diane Fein. It was I'm sorry. Yeah, Diane Feinstein. That's right. I was making sure I got her name right. Diane Feinstein, who, who who wouldn't even show this letter to her other fellow Democrats, was waiting, was holding on to it, was like, I'm not going to show anybody this, but this woman has written me a letter, and this woman has said that she was uh, she was attacked sexually. And abusively by Brett Kavanaugh in high school 30 some odd years ago, 35, 36 years ago. And she's just now coming now that he's 53. She's coming forward with these charges of something he allegedly did to her when he was 17 years old. Uh, no witnesses to the event. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's one witness who says it never happened. No other witnesses to the event. And it's the first time this woman has ever come forward to project this view. It happens to be. Just days before Brett Kavanaugh's vote to be uh, sworn in or to be uh, approved as the next Supreme Court justice. Just days before. 
So now you've got people scrambling to get her on the Hill to testify, to get him on the Hill to testify. Will Republicans on the Judiciary Committee go ahead and push forward the nomination and send it for a vote? Will he even get the required votes? What is the actual truth? Is this is this woman a political operative? I'm, you know, and I don't know. And I, I, I haven't heard it. I, I, I know that uh, she has a lawyer. I've heard what some of the lawyers said. I haven't read the letter. I don't know anything about Brett Kavanaugh. I'm going to be honest with you. Never met the guy. Seems decent enough. I know 65 other women came out and said we knew him in high school. Never had a problem with him. He was so respectful. He was so decent. And of course, he, he too is denying the allegations ever happened. You know, he said, I couldn't even when this came out, I had no idea who it could have been because there's no way I have no idea about anything like this that ever happened in high school. So clearly it's made up. I mean, and, and that's what I, I believe Brett Kavanaugh is trying to tell us. This is made up. This never happened. This is a political ploy. The timing, the the fact that it is the fact that it is a sexual assault allegation, the fact that it is coming up just days before the fact that Diane Feinstein didn't share with anyone and the fact that there's no witnesses to corroborate the story. Just a woman who appears to also be a huge anti-Trump Democratic lawyer is now willing to go on the record with what may or may not be a true story to stop this nomination. And a lot of people were sending open mics about it this weekend because a lot of people, I believe, think that this is super fishy apparently journalists were the only people who were able to find out that this had happened to her back in high school and were bugging her enough to let it out to the public but yet after six fbi investigations not once did something like that come up are you sure this isn't politically driven yeah, that's a tough word to say, by the way. And it wasn't FBI investigations. It was FBI background checks. The FBI has decided not to investigate this. The FBI is like, eh, I don't think there's anything there. I don't think there's anything there. But Brett Kavanaugh has gone through multiple background checks because, look, this guy isn't this isn't just his first judge job. This isn't this is like his last judge job. He's been getting judge jobs for years. And you, I mean, they don't just hand out judge jobs to anybody. You've got to be vetted and you've got to be investigated. And the fact that after like 50 some odd, is he, he's 50, he's 53, I'm trying to do that. Like some 38, 39 years later, she comes forward with, uh, with this allegation when no one else had heard about it. It seems, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to just be sexist. I'm just trying to tell you, it sounds fishy to me. Three four zero one zero four five. Dale from Clay County. What do you think, Dale? Does something smell fishy to you too? Well, here's here's my my problem with this. If yeah. they successfully succeeds with this with this stunt, every Republican running for dog catcher all the way to president is gonna is gonna have this stuff done to them. Yeah, I mean it's been happening for a while. You know they're 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 comparing this a lot to the Anita Hill. I don't know if you remember with Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. It's been happening. This isn't the first time this has happened. And it, I guarantee it won't be the last. But you're right. If, if they get away with it, it will happen a lot more. If it doesn't work, then, I mean, it's still going to happen. Let's be honest. Roland in Jacksonville. Roland, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? I'm all right, Mark. Um, I agree with everything that you have said and that all the listeners calling in have said. But enough of this is enough. If, something, if it did happen... 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I'm tired of all these people coming out and waiting to try and ruin somebody. Yeah. After all this long, it's a bunch of garbage. And yeah. I don't believe it. And like I said, it's just, it ain't right. It ain't right. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely say, hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. It seems to me very, very scripted. And I'll, I got to take a break, but I'll explain to you what I mean by that. And we'll get some more of your phone calls here in just a minute. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. More of your calls coming up on the Marquee Show next on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. Thanks so much for joining me. 340-1045. Man, this Kavanaugh thing has gotten people, you know, hotter than, well, if they just walk outside for five minutes. 340-1045. Let's go to uh, Fred and Fernandina. Fred, what do you want to say about Kavanaugh and this woman who's coming forward to accuse him of all this horrible stuff he supposedly did 35 years ago in high school? Well, this morning on Kilmeade, uh, he brought up the fact that Kavanaugh's mother uh, presided over the accuser's bankruptcy proceedings, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, could that be a, uh, well, you know, maybe it went bad, and, well, I'm going to get him back for this. You know, I'm just Ka- saying. Kavanaugh's mother proceeded over the bankruptcy hearings of the accuser? Yes. Oh, uh, the accused Of the accuser's parents. Oh, Kavanaugh's mother presided over the bankruptcy hearings of the accuser's mother. Yes. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. That's interesting. I hadn't, um, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard that, but then uh, I don't really listen to Kilmeade because I'm preparing for the show. But I'll look into that. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it. Let's go, let's go to, thank you, Simone. Let's, let's go to Robbie in, or- in Orange Park. Hi, Robbie. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, Mark? Doing great, Robbie. What would you want to say? Well, I'm saying, you know, the man was in high school. I, I'm sure we all did things we wasn't proud of in high school. But even at that, uh, you know, also understand he went to an all-male all school. And surely if he did something to some girl that was in the school or whatever, that, you know, it would have came out long before now. Yeah. I mean, look, and you bring up two good points. We all did things in high school when we were young and stupid. I mean, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to do things that are bad. But sometimes you do things that are bad. Uh, I'm sure I did things. And, you know, I blocked out everything after before college. Really, I really after I blocked out everything really since I got married because I don't want to remember any of it. But, yeah, I'm sure there's checkered things in all of our past. Um, and if we were ever Supreme, if I ever ran for Supreme Court justice, I don't really run with it. But if I were ever appointed Supreme Court justice and I had to go through this kind of this kind of intense vetting process, I'm sure they would find some things out that I did in high school and college. And let's be honest probably this morning, that would keep me off the bench for good. That's why I opt not to go into those kinds of politics, and I just would rather sit here uh, on the radio and, you know, play uh, old movie clips. I guess it's pretty serious. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> 340-1045 is our Jason's in Mississippi. Jason, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? Hey, thank you. Mark, I used to serve on the Philippine Sea in Mayport, and we used to always say, like, uh, the Navy was. Are you listening? You there? Hello. Jay, let's get back to Jason in a minute. Let's go to Jerry. Uh, Jerry's in Jacksonville. Jerry, thanks so much for calling the Marcasia. What do you want to say? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I uh, I overheard yesterday on the uh, on Fox that she performed uh, or the FBI gave her a uh, lie detector test and she passed it. So, do you think Kavanaugh should take one as well? 
a lie detector test? I hadn't heard that. I heard I heard that she said she would take a lie detector test, but why would the FBI give her a lie detector test? She's not under any kind of uh, she hasn't been accused of anything. Right. Well, they did it um, when uh, when he when he was being uh, I guess he was being uh, considered for another judgeship. Um, that's when they were investigating him. They performed a lie detector test this morning. Well, not this morning, but they asked her, would you release the lie detector test? And she said she, she would release it to Congress, yes. Hmm. Uh, look, I'd say I hadn't heard that either. Um, I know I don't I know that lie detector tests usually they don't really mean squat uh, in in the court of in in court, but in the court of public opinion, yeah, they may mean something. Um, I don't know that the FBI would give her a lie detector test though. I feel like that's something that we would use a private company for or whatever, unless of course she was already involved in some kind of criminal proceeding over this, which we know she wasn't because she just came forward after fifty some odd years. Should Kavanaugh take a lie detector test? I I would say absolutely not, because number one, we put all these people under oath. So if you're going to testify under oath, I mean, let's be honest. No one's going to lie under oath, right? Oh, uh, I mean, there we go. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. According, uh, so apparently, Christine Blasey Ford, she has been given a lie detector test by the Washington, oh no, the Washington Post says she did take a lie detector test. All right, so here we go. I got the link here. I thought he might inadvertently kill me, she said. Uh, the Post said it reviewed notes from a couple's therapist that Ford visited. Her attorney provided the results of a polygraph exam that indicated she was being truthful. Interesting. This is just getting started. It's not, it's not even over. I mean, the show's over, but the rest of it, just getting started. Uh, this is the market. Listen, leave me an open mic message. We'll get back to this tomorrow, I'm sure. This is the market Show on News 104.5 WOKV. The news and Rush Limbaugh next. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.